This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Otago Access Radio, in partnership with Otago Polytech, brings you Blowing Bubbles. Blowing Bubbles brings you positive conversations of people in their bubbles around the world. How are people living their bubble lives? Working from home, keeping kids entertained, and staying connected and getting exercise. And how are these things presenting us with the opportunities to find new ways of living? Every weekday, the Sustainable Lens team of Samuel Mann, Shan Gallagher and Mara Karatai reach out from their bubbles to chat with interesting and positive people around the world. Broadcast on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz and sustainablelens.org. Bringing connection, joy, kindness and peace in the days ahead. Welcome to Blowing Bubbles, positive conversations with people in their bubbles, their safe spaces around the world. I'm Samuel Mann in Sawyer's Bay, Dunedin, and I am joined from Fakatani by Mawera Karatai. Kia ora, Mawera. Hey, Sam. How's it going? It's going very well indeed. It's been hot. Yes, same here. I'm, I know you people up in Fakatani think you've got the, got the contract on hot, but it's been hot. How hot? So hot. I was melting at my desk. Like 20 degrees? <laughs> no, it was a lot more than that. Well, we've had hot and we're, we're, I'm waiting on a big thunderstorm. They've said that we've got thunderstorms and hail tonight and yet it's like 26 degrees still at 7.40 in the evening. And who are we introducing today? Uh, it is my great pleasure to introduce uh, Jeff Kemp. Uh, Jeff is a Dunedin-born bred man who um, has a background in engineering and design and operations management. Um, he joined the board of Cargill Enterprises um, and uh, eventually took up a position as the CEO. Um, and I, being in Whakatane, I don't know anything about didn't know anything about Cargill Enterprises and it's blown me away doing um, some reading. But, um, so Jeff is married to Maria, has some uh, three boys, uh, likes to get out and exercise and has the most outstanding smile, I have to say, <laughs> Jeff. What a smile. <laughs> Thank Welcome. You. Thank you, Maria. Thank you, Sam. So Jeff, how was your bubble life now that bubble life started a year ago? If we can look yeah, back well, to the, the first lockdown, how was that? Well, Sam, I'm going to be brutally honest. Uh, I, d- I struggled with lockdown. I think I'm, I really I, I learned something about myself that I was probably more gregarious than I than I ever really thought. So, uh, so I, I I couldn't wait for the lockdown to finish and get back into you know the one-on-one contacts with my staff and those people I engage with. So uh, yeah, but um, it wasn't a good time for me. But, um, but, you know, it's a, it's a distant memory now, and hopefully we won't repeat that, uh, you know, too soon. And the, the almost going back into lockdown and things, so that's been, that's been stressful in, those, in that sense? Well, um, you know, our, we keep our antennae uh, extended, Sam, uh, very much. Uh, and I think that, you know, one thing I probably would mention is we really feel deeply for our brothers and sisters in Auckland and, and the areas that are struggling, you know, they're struggling financially, socially, economically. Uh, difficult times for them, indeed. I think that it's kind of for uh, many uh, funny old conversations. You know, where I hear um, a lot of a lot more empathy for Auckland. I, I think it's closed some of that uh, that that banter and that divide. But um, 
hey, I, I guess at the end of the day, guys, that um, living in New Zealand, we must be the most fortunate people in the world. And uh, you know, I hear that a lot more often these days. Uh, we're, we're, we're very fortunate indeed. Maybe we can keep a little bit of the Auckland banter. Just a, just a bit. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe this is for the show, you know. <laughs> so what does Cargill's Enterprises do? Well, we employ people with disability, uh, mainly intellectual disability. So when I talk disability, um, understand it's mainly intellectual. We don't we don't kind of have, um, I don't think it's helpful to have um, you know, one um, homogenous group in terms of physical and intellectual disability. They have very different needs and supports. So um, so that's so mainly the area we're working is is intellectual disability. And we it's a funny old business because whilst it's a social enterprise, uh, it's very much run like a for-profit business. And we want it to be as typical as it possibly can be for people with disabilities uh, to come in to work, call it their workplace, um, uh, realise that they're contributing uh, in many ways to, to society, they're earning uh, you know, their own wages, so uh, they have employment agreements, the same as any typical workplace. So it's empowering people with disabilities through employment, giving them a reason to get up in the morning. Sam, yeah, and, we all need that. Yeah. It's that notion of meaningful, isn't it? It's it's real. It's they're, they're doing real stuff. Yeah, very much so. Um, so some of the examples would would be pallets, boxes, and crates. Uh, so these are large large crates used uh, in in the viticulture and uh, in orchard industry. So you know we're talking one one point two meters square and tip fronts, and uh, we we could be doing. Um, crates for people exporting like uh we you know common even cars large lights or large crates uh motorbikes and things like that that's uh you know on ispn timber it's uh the timbers used for export um we do uh, things like e-waste so we uh so we are end of life um, processing e-waste so we decommission e-waste and those components those commodity components uh, 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 consolidated mostly in Auckland and they're sold on the, in the national commodity market. Uh, pick pack and dispatch we're, uh, we're, we're doing working with online business it's a real growth business for us uh, where we're working with um, holding stock when the orders come through we'll do uh, a pack from a pick face we'll package things up and ship them off at the at the um, for the, at the cust you know to the customers. Uh, what else we've got going? Um, we have a, an academy which we're really proud of, and we could. I'd like to talk a little bit more about that at some point in the discussion, uh, where we work with NCEA Pre Level One. Uh, so, so we're quite a diverse um, organisation. We uh, we certainly uh, you know yeah, certainly have many straws and glasses. We've got a polystyrene cutting facility that we use for packaging. Um, but yeah, we employ 80 people with disability. Uh, they're set up into three what we what we kind of loosely call a, um, a, a a mini company, so a company within a company. And uh, the guys, so the guys look at their own financials and they look at their how things are going on their audits and their reports and their health and safety. And yeah, so very much involved in these like these little businesses. Yeah, you describe you describe it as a normal workplace, but. I came around yesterday and I was struck by the fact 
that it's not normal and just how positive it was. That they didn't. I mean, from what I could see, I couldn't see an awful lot of of, of complaining, and it, it didn't seem like people were doing this work as a drudgery, which you would probably get if you come and look at my work. But it seemed like a happy place to be. <laughs> well, thanks, Sam. Look, uh, we 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 want to make work an enjoyable place, and uh, look, I think that that's. Um, if I was running any organisation, I'd like people to think that they you know, enjoy getting out of bed and heading along to work in the morning. We have a funny old situation. If you come past Cargill's at 7.30 in any morning of the week, you'll see staff standing outside waiting for the doors to open to come in. So, uh, and, you know, if you walk, I could walk into the to the lunchroom and I'd say, g'day to the guys, and you hear, hey, Jeff, how's it going, you know? So it's uh, it really is. There, there is a lot of banter and a lot of joy uh, you know, with Cargill Enterprises, and we we, you know, we really enjoy that about our own operation. But it is serious work. This is you know, what you've brought to it is that production mentality that 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 and and, and business focus. Sure, Sam. I was the operations manager for quite some years um, at Fisher and Paykel on the Tyree. So uh, I was fortunate enough to to be mentored and. Um, and in, in many ways educated by a company that was very much had a trickle-down mentality, invested well in its staff, and staff were, um, you know, important to uh, to bring their best game every day. So, you know, I guess I, in many ways I've, I've applied that, um, that mentoring uh, to Cargill Enterprises. And, uh, yeah, so everything from the clean, tidy, orderly workplace to everyone uh, being involved in my leaders as well in some form of education um, to, to better themselves in, in, in many areas of their life, wellness. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a matter of bringing your A game every day. Let's take the first of your music choices. Let's have Christine and the Queens tilted. Why this one? Uh, well, I love I love the Christine and the Queens, and and the song Tilted is something that uh, we use uh, in one of our short promotions, which is to, our promotion for our academy. And uh, it's really that you know each day we um, we can be a little bit tilted. We're not always a straight line, you know. And um, it's so it's just a, I think that it, 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 it's just a song that describes that really well. Yeah. I am 
people of a beauty while singing the thought I match them with my euphoria When they said you should prefer to do But I'm actually good Can't help it if we're tilted I am actually good Can't help it if we I am actually good Can't help it if we're tilted I am actually good Can't help it if we're tilted Noé la man on est de sortie Pire qu'une simple moitié On compte à demi-demi Pile sur un débat côté comme des origamis Le bras tendu paraît cassé tout n'est qu'épillé et glié How did your staff cope with lockdown, Jeff? Um, well, there's quite a range of um, abilities and disabilities that um, that we're working with. So there's the the ones there, the staff that we were most concerned about were the ones that w- that could potentially be isolated. So um, living alone without a lot of supports around them. Um, so they were the ones that they were the ones that we were staying in touch with mostly. But I tell you, the bigger the thing that we were in terms of coping was um, there. There's the potential to to garner fear um, from the the you know they wear those daily reports one o'clock, um, and it was quite frightening. So for some people, it, you know, it gives a heightened sense of awareness and alertness. Um, and maybe a you know propensity to follow the rules. Um, for others, that's downright frightening. So um, what we would we would be doing on regular occasions with a, when I talking to our guys every day uh, was to try and bring a sense of um, you know practicalities to the the whole the whole um, discussion around COVID. Um, now how to to how to cope how to how to be um, compliant in many ways, but uh, without so in terms of just good practices, um, but without you know the 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 frightening thing that everyone's going to catch COVID when they talk to someone else, uh, and that you know that very may likely kill them, because that was um, you know often often the the message that was being communicated. Did so, the government? Yeah, it was um. 
was quite did, t- was quite tough for some of our guys. Yeah. Did the government messaging work f- for them? Could could it um, be could it be not translated? It's not the right word, but 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 it could it be packaged in a way that made sense for them. Well, I think I think probably the first one, Sam. You know, I think I'd have some sympathy for the government trying to um, catch everybody, uh, you know, as one cohort. So what a range of you know of if everyone's so unique. Um, so, I, look, I think in many ways that they count on organisations like us, MSD certainly does, to try and translate that message into something that's meaningful to each individual, you know, where, where they're at. Uh, so, look, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't um, be having a crack at, at um, you know, Bloomfield's or Odin's um, message. Yeah. Did, they the, their best. did the headline stuff resonate? Did, did they get it get captured by the in a good way by be kind and the team of five million yeah i think so i think so sam i um i you know i i i I know personally i found it after a while i just found that just a little bit patronizing but um but i knew that look i like i i'm not offended by it i i knew that um the intent was was good uh, that we look out for one another. So we so we kind of use that very much to you know in the conversation with our staff. So you describe the Cargill's enterprise as a social enterprise. It is a business. How has the the business been affected by COVID? Mm. Uh, so just um, on the back story to that one, Sam is um, so it depends on who we're talking to. Whether we refer to ourselves as a social enterprise or a business enterprise. Okay. Um, you know, especially if we're looking for some funding. So, um, <laughs> but it says but, it says uh, it's, it says on it says on the tin business for the special purpose. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And uh, you know, special character that we've got. So yeah, best terms of business. So we 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 applied for the first wage subsidy, and we received that. Of course, you know, we weren't operating at all for a couple of months there. Um, but we by the second round. We were we were twenty two percent down, so uh, on revenues. So you know we be, we began to pick up quite quickly, um, and today we're ten percent down on revenues. So the big hits for us came from Air New Zealand, uh, and also uh, a local business uh, that that's uh, this name Tuapika Gold Print, and they do a lot of advertising or the materials that they or the, the product that they. That they that they trade in is um, you, requiring business promotions and um, you know it's uh, it's very much uh, depending on um, on on promotions and and um, conferencing. So they just fell apart overnight for us as they were seeking to keep their own guys engaged. Um, in New Zealand, so that we so we process the in-flight headsets for in New Zealand, the international headsets that you get, the, and uh, we untangle them and we sanitise them and we replace broken components and we rebag, uh, so that for reuse. So that that died overnight. Um, probably throughout New Zealand with disability organisations, they were employing directly 140 to 150 people with disability. And it stopped overnight, so that really gave us a blood nose. We um, 
cargoes we we processed about three thousand a day but uh for example in altus uh enterprises in auckland they were processing forty thousand a day of 20 a 40 foot container a day so that that of their of their of their 200 staff they actually made i think it was about 110 or so redundant so they because we we really really don't think that those headsets will come back anywhere near like they have people are now using their own you know pods and noise cancelling headsets and the like so uh so that so that really hurt the industry um so yeah uh, and i'm hoping Sam, that we can talk a little bit about the will enable product that uh, yeah, so went some 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 way to replacing that, yeah. Yeah, so I was going to say, so the, out of that adversity, the 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 business, the organisation has come up with a new products and new services. Yeah, sure. So it wasn't uh, you know what's and it wasn't what we'd call a pivot because it was already a fledging um, product. Um, so. What happened was that there was a seven sharp article uh, to show the 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 um, the devastating effects that the headsets or no, no international travel had on Altus Enterprises, and um, it was it moved the country. It really did. Uh, it was an emotional um, presentation that they had as the as the they showed the scan around the locker rooms, and there was you know uh, two hundred hooks and only. You know, a couple of dozen bags on the hooks, and people were, you know, pretty upset. And these guys, you know, these guys are our most vulnerable. Um, so yeah, it moved the nation. And and what happened was, and I think a little bit inadvertently, they gave a plug for this new fledging product called um, uh, um, I've, I've called Will Enable. It's a cleaning product. It's a it's a suite of cleaning products. Uh, they are. Um, Fully um, eco-friendly products, including the packaging. Oh, yeah, good stuff. Then, <laughs> then you're holding holding one up there. Good on you. Um, so, including the packaging and the and the plastic bottles that they come in. Um, the product is the packaging is truly full circle. So we're setting up uh, drop points all around all around the country that you can take your your empty bottles to. They'll be consolidated, washed, and reused. Um, you know, that's so. This this will be the first product, as to my knowledge, on the market that that truly does that. Uh, and of course, it's using social enterprise people with disability to to um, to put this product together and ship it around the country. Now, after the article, the uh, the 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 uh, Altus received a half a million dollars worth of orders in one week for cleaning products. So, so all of a sudden they had supply problems. They were they were buying in some of the scents and the like for the perfumes from France, and they decided so they to um, reconstitute and start to get New Zealand manufacturers to supply those, which is great. Um, and uh, yeah, it's looked at so ramp up rapidly to my and and uh, I package and distribute this product. So it's been a really great story. And so Seven Chart were. You know, really key in doing that. You know, they they reach a lot of people, and uh, the team of five mil, I guess. And um, yeah, it was it was just a fantastic success story, and it's continuing to grow. You'll now find it in the supermarket shelves, um, and it's in a in a light green bottle with a with a photo of many of the staff that are doing the packaging and a little of their story. 
Um, so yeah, you can connect to Will Enable. We would, our dream is that it becomes the principal cleaning product throughout New Zealand, both commercially and domestically. So uh, we would love people to get behind it. It's a, it's a, it's a really cool thing. Bubble Sprite of the Forest of Orokanui, Dunedin's favourite goddess, Tahu Mackenzie. Kia ora koutou, nga mihi arohanui, kia koutou, kotahohou. I hope you're all having the best superstars in your beloved universes. I really hope where you are, whatever's happened, this journey we're all on is proving to be an illuminate for you each day. Who you are, of nature's art, and here making the so I know for all of us that we are going through another transition. Change our behaviour as we move through another series of changes in alert level. And of course this means we really need to take care of ourselves. And a big part of this how we communicate, how we understand each other, how we talk about how we're feeling. And I really feel that this is very important this time. We do talk about how we feel as a challenge. And then many of us, we have been discouraged through our lives here. It's just the nature of where we're at in our societal co-evolution with all life, infinite web. But the more that we do talk about how we're feeling, do connect and understand one another, the more we can do to help each other grow. I know for me, it's fascinating really to see us as a species move through these trials and trips. And for us, this language is so huge. Formation of our brain, in terms of formation of our culture, our society, our relationships, everything. I really appreciate this five minutes day that it really reforms and reshapes. This is all due to language. The ability to take external circumstances and our internal and combine them into a new gift for all those around us who hear us. Same how incredible it really is miraculous and we're not alone in this i've been enjoying a new tui singing and like all life of course this tui individual singing a familiar song that we know identifies the tui but it's its own dialect and this is like us he said each one of us have this ability to share as a human to compute as a human to express as a human but it is unique and we are part of a vast ecology, infinite ecology, that are in fact all speaking, all expressing at the same time. And it's part of this, because of this, that we're here, that we're co-evolving, we're learning more. So I really hope for you, you're having the opportunity or feeling, to share your experience, to share your understanding, to share your reality, knowing your emotion, your observations, all these things, they are precious. And I'm sorry if you have felt at times that they haven't been valued, but they are very important. I hope you can feel that now. And for all of us, I hope that over the next we're looking after each other. We are going to be observing all the guidelines for the new alert levels. I believe in us, and I look forward to talking to you. Thank you so much. Kakiti. You're listening to Blowing Bubbles. We're talking with Jeff Kemp. Jeff. You're dealing with people on a daily basis um, who don't communicate the same way um, as people from your past roles who have a really different worldview, who process everything differently. It, what was the, how difficult was the transition 
to the likes of you know Fisher and Pike or where you've been in the past to where you are now in the in the way that you communicate with people? Ah, well, uh, look, that's such a good question. I the transition. Um, I when people often say to me, Jeff, what is the um, the 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 biggest area of change for you? And um, I think and I, when I reflect on it is that I stopped seeing disability and uh, it became like a like a glass window um, that was it was kind of it was there, but it was but but I connected with learned to connect with people uh, on you know on their level, just like you've described. That was a great intro, um, and uh, and after a, after a while, I just I stopped seeing the disability altogether, really. You know, it was just kind of in the background, you know. Um, so that's probably the number one. But um, the transition was probably easier than I thought. Do you know what the most difficult thing was actually the political component uh, of the role, more so than working with people that wanted to be at work, um, you know, that uh, wanted to have some fun. Uh, you know, it was um, in many ways that was actually quite easy. Would you would you consider yourself to be an, an empathetic person? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I'd like to think so. Um, Moira, I uh, yeah, like I, I think we all are in different degrees, and you know, it's always there. It's always just below the surface. But uh, maybe, and I work in you know work in this field. Um, you know, you probably tap in more to empathy than you may do in other roles. Yeah, because it's very much people driven. Um, you know, where I came from and the last couple of companies I worked for, uh, it was probably more productivity and, um, you know, fiscally driven. So there is a shift where we're at, yeah. Yeah, a, a huge shift. And um, I've, I've had, um, over the years, I've spoken to a lot of engineers uh, who never regard themselves as particularly imaginative people. Uh, and yet I challenge that notion because I find engineers are actually incredibly in, um, um, innovative uh, and imaginative problem solvers, critical thinkers. And uh, and I see, I think I see that in you as well. Is that, is that a, um, a view of, that you hold of yourself? Huh. Hey, I've got to tell you, I read an article this morning um, on Rocket Lab's uh, Peter Beck. And... Um, we were talking about listing their company. It was at $4.1 billion in the US on the market. Um, now, Peter was an apprentice uh, of mine way back in the Fisher and Paykel days. And he's just one of the lads from down the corner. And, uh, you know, I was there when he was building his steam bike, a steam-powered push bike uh, to break a speed record. And um, a really, really neat guy. Um, now, you know, could we ever say this this young engineer didn't have a, a big imagination and uh, big dreams, big goals? Like, uh, so you know, look at him now. So mm. matching muscle with um, Tesla, you know, isn't that cool? So and, and look <laughs> at you now enabling um, people who may not have had that opportunity to uh, to be to be living their best lives. That's such a beautiful thing that you do. Well, thanks, Moira. Look, we so we so 
probably just talking a little bit about, you know, sort of probably imagination and how we tap in there. Um, so we work with some principles called the Enabling Good Lives Principles. So that's uh, that was a that's a set of principles that was established by government. I think it was either nine or ten years ago um, for for disabled people, and it was at the core of it is self determination and autonomy. So and of course with the realities of um, you know practicalities and you know we we can't ignore um, the 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 same impacts that are on our life, uh, which is you know resources. So. So exploring uh, what does your good life look like is a very important component to what we do. And, uh, and to do that, we have to try and tap into imaginations. So, um, so all of our staff have personal development plans. And a part of that is to look, in, look into see, try, and, try and draw what does their good life look, good life look like to them. So what, so what type of work do you want? Um, what you know is is employment a part of your good life picture um let's say independent living or or supported living or uh, living with you know living with some pals owning a dog you know so so here's an example so one of our um employees one of our girls really had, we we and through this through this interview we found that she had such a desire to work with children so um through our contacts uh, she now volunteers for a half day a week at a local daycare centre and absolutely loves it. So, um, yeah, so uh, tapping into people's imagination is, uh, and it's fun, you know. So, uh, yeah, very much part of what we do. What's the role of the academy within the organisation? So a wee bit of a backstory to that one, Samuel, is um, when uh, probably a year into when we, when I started, we in part of those personal development plans, we 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 got to see that there were so many of our staff wanted to develop numeracy, literacy, uh, and and including digital literacy. So we set to try and find someone that could help us to do that. And first, we, the first thing we discovered was Dunedin doesn't have any pre NCEA level one uh, tutors and educators. That is not that is not uh, where, where they are. It's self-directed learning. So um, we tried some of that, and it, it didn't it didn't wasn't successful. Um, and then, you know, timing is just so important. We had there was a there was um, a woman came down from Auckland. Her name was Laura Franklin. She had worked uh, in in the area of people with barriers to learning, adults with barriers to learning. Um, and she was looking to see how she could impact uh, Dunedin in the area of education for disabilities. So right at the right time. So between us, we um, we we did some exploration and we found a platform that's um, uh, that is that is called Skills Highway, Skills Highway Program. And I guess by and large it was so that's it's employer led. Um, and it was, I think, in many ways designed for probably, you know, youngsters like apprentices and that may have not done quite so well in their education in, the, in their school years. And we're looking to further that education. And so these were the supports around that. So we took this program and we adapted it for people with disabilities. And uh, it was high, it's been highly successful. One tutor to three of the students and that are in the academy. 
we have we we every year we have at least at least twenty uh, of our guys would be would be participating. Um, we use a platform called um, Pathways Aruru where they get credits and points. We also um, use the NCA um, credits as well. And at the end of the year, we work with the Otago Polytechnic. We get gowns and we have a big celebration uh, for the guys' achievements. And we have champagne and nibbles and we have lots of pomp. I'm not a big pomp person, but where it does belong is around uh, recognition of you know great achievements in education. Um, and there's tears always. Uh, parents saying, "Well, I never expected to see my son or daughter um, receiving, um, you know, academy award, let alone one for education." So now most of our guys have got um, Gmail. They are working, so they've been able to communicate with their pals um, through emails. You know. Um, Sam, you were new. Were in. We were practicing Zoom meetings, uh, where they had one, you know, some group in one classroom and another one in the in the cafeteria, and they'd be talking to each other via Zoom, learning learning how to set Zoom up. So, just practical stuff, you know. Let's take the second of your music choices. Let's have "Search for the Hero" and people. Why this one? Well, that kind of speaks for itself. We have, <laughs> we've got a we've got a promotion. Uh, that we do, it's uh, it's in black and white, and it's um so we so we pan around our workforce, and we as we we are, we are, we're talking to people, and they sort of break into these big smiles. We were doing something funny in the background at the time, actually, and it's and it's really moving, and um, you know, it's, we've all got a hero inside of ourselves, and uh, sometimes we just have to sit a bit deeper for it, eh?
Jeff, we've seen lots of societal change over the last year. Still frightens me when I say year. What do you think will stick and what do you hope will stick? Well, um, I, 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 I do hear hope. Hope is, uh, hopes, you know, we use that word quite casually. Um, and when we, when we see so much of what's on our news, whether it be sort of global warming or effects of COVID or fiscal um, challenges, it almost extinguishes hope. And um, look, I, you know, in every conversation I, I have with people, I want to try and um, keep people alive to to hope for the future, hope for, um, you know, that we can continue, we can continue on. It's um, it's not doom and gloom. There's um, you know, there's still a lot. Keep on dreaming, uh, you know, keep on going. So yeah, very much. Um, I you know, hope that lives on. There's um, you know, there's some um, some real, there is some real challenges that are before us all, and um, some of it's linked to COVID, but some of it's linked to how we probably need to change our lives in many ways, and um. You know, I think seeing the joy and the simple things, like you know, we're not going to be able to travel so much, and that 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 doesn't affect so much my 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 employees, but um, certainly it's becoming a reality in many people's lives. So we're just needing to look for the you know the joy and the simple things. I think um, you know, I really hope that that can. I hope that can, we don't need to be so lofty. I think we can you know learning to live with um, a little bit less, but you know, so um, a bit of declutter and not wanting the latest iPhone and uh, just just learning to wind things, wind things back a little bit in our lives and, and live a say, say, perhaps a little bit more simple life and not using up, burning up so many resources. Um, that's a much better concept than, um, you know, than regulation. So when, yeah. we, when we started this show, we referred to it as positive but not deluded. And I think 
when we were talking yesterday, I think we used that term to describe the the sort of approach that you take. It is about being positive, but it's also about recognising the, the the work that needs doing, the, the the times you have to just get stuck in and do stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I, like, I really like that term. I think I'm going to use that, Sam, if you don't mind. I'm going to take that and I'm going to apply it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, positive but not diluted. It's a really great term. And, yeah, I would embrace that that, that concept, absolutely. So I have some questions to end the show and not very much time, so we shall have to be quick. What is the biggest success you've had in the last couple of years? Well. The first one is I measure success not by um, ideologies or good intentions. I measure it by good outcomes. So what outcomes did we achieve? What were the results? And um, I think on my epitaph, if I would be, I, I, the one thing I want to remember for is the Cargill Academy. It's brought so much joy to myself as much as it has to the guys that, um, you know, that I, that I advocate for. So, yep. It's um, it's been really terrific for 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 myself um, and hopefully the guys. So we're writing a book of these conversations. Well, we're writing two books. One of them's called Mawira's Thesis. The other one is called Tomorrow's <laughs> Heroes, and it is our team of people doing good work. So you are in our team. What's the superpower that's got you into the mansion? <laughs> the superpower that's got me into the mansion. <laughs> um, faith hope and love there you go do you consider yourself to be an activist huh. activist has got many different meanings today samuel um so it seems to range from um people that are passionately driven by a cause and willing to you know give of themselves to ones that are muckraking um you know and uh and causing some real upset so uh Perhaps um, I don't think activists would fit my role description, but I am passionate about what I do. I do want to um, to 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 make a positive change uh, in you know Dunedin City, and I chair another organisation which is called ATRO Disability Enterprise, um, and you know we try to um, to to make a change throughout the country for disabilities, and I chair another organisation uh, which is called FreeSlaves.org. And we work in Pakistan, uh, freeing slaves from bonded labour in brick kilns. And, um, you know, I know that we're making a big change there. So, yeah. Activist? Uh, not sure. <laughs> change agent? I'd like to think so. So what motivates you? What gets you out of bed in the morning? Oh, shoot. Um, there's, there's things to be done. You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I, say to, I say to myself, Sometimes when I'm lying and I say, get your lazy ass out of bed and get cracking, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of things to be done. There's always something to be done. I don't ever, I don't ever plan to retire So uh, when there's things to be done. So of those things to be done, what's the biggest challenge you're looking forward to in the next year or so? Um, yeah, I, I look, I think the two, what, there's a couple of big ones. One is um, we're, we're working with government at the moment to try and uh, create an alternative uh, to the minimum wage exemption permits, which is a process on how our guys' wages are determined. And that's a really big deal because it could, if it's done poorly, it will exclude disabled people from the workforce. 
um, and it needs to be done well. And um, so we're very much at the table to that. That's an absolute focus for me for the next for the next twelve to twenty four months. Would you see something because they get assist living as living assisted living allowance, don't they? Would you see that that yes. would come together with the wages? Because it wouldn't it be so good if they could get that lump sum, well, not the lump sum, the whole thing in their wages. Yeah, so that's certainly the government's intention, and it come, it's, so it's a filter down from the UN, the rights uh, for people with disabilities. Um, so uh, it's one of the sustainable development goals that we have, um, and there's a committee. Um, for the rights for disabled people set up. Uh, and that is to try and do away with exemption permits and find some other format. In, in many ways, the combination of the two incomes, so our, so our guys would, our, all of our guys would have over minimum wage. But so there's the supported living allowance and there's the wages that they would earn from an organisation like ours. Um, so you could, yes, you can combine it, but the devil's in the detail on this because, um, you know, there is a potential for, um, for government um, MSD to say, look, you're now getting minimum wage, so we're going to withdraw all of these other supports, and they'll and they will be and they'll be you will need to you will need to buy them. Um, so you know some of our some of our um, our staff are getting uh, quite a lot of other supports, financial supports and practical supports around their lives uh, that can take them well over minimum wage. So there could be a pro quo in this and we, we you know, we are, so we're working carefully because it hasn't been described yet. So um, I don't want to take a catastrophe view of it, but we do, do we need to be, we need to be quite practical on it. It certainly sounds like worthy work and a worthy opportunity and a thing to be done. Lastly, do you have any advice for our listeners? Huh. Yep. Um, what would it be? I think probably some that I'd give to a lot of people that I'm chatting with. And I'd say, be flexible. Um, don't hold on too tightly to your point of views. Hear others out and don't attack Don't attack individuals. We're seeing this so much now with the keyboard warriors. So, you know, um, uh, you know, people might think differently to you, but look for the truth in what others are saying and let the others, let the rest of it go by. Say, you know, just do a 747 on the other stuff. But look for the truth. Um, being offended is not a defence. I think a, a, a defence that we need is, I remember watching a, a movie, Maggie Thatcher said, don't give me feelings. Uh, she said, I'm not interested in your feelings. I'm interested in your thoughts. What are you thinking? So well-constructed, compelling counterpoints of view is the way to go, in my opinion, um, rather than just being offended. Offended and emotional flaps don't mean anything to me. So... Uh, and I and I hope that people can see that for what it's worth the intention that I have there. Um, yeah. So you know, it may even if it's well constructed, it may even very well cause the other to reconsider their position or their narrative. So yeah, I hope that that could possibly um, be a piece of solid advice. <laughs> Thank you for that, Mawira. If there's this lovely quote, and I don't know who said it, um, but I'll share it anyway. You can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the end. And I get the feeling you'd spend your life doing that. Thanks, Moira. Yeah. And it's a great thing you do. And um, and I can see the impact that you have on so many people's lives. And thank you for doing that. Moira, thank you uh, for that wee affirmation. I'll run on that for the next 12 months. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. Thank you very much for joining us. Jamil, it's my pleasure. Thanks. It's been great talking with you.
been listening to Blowing Bubbles, positive conversations with people in their bubbles, their safe spaces around the world. Brought to you by the Sustainable Lens Team, which is brought to you by Otago Polytechnic. We're broadcast on Otago Access Radio every weekday afternoon at 3 and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz. You can find us on Facebook and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We had a contribution today from Tahu McKenzie. This is Katrina and the Waves Walking on Sunshine. I'm Samuel Mann in Soros Bay, Dunedin, with Mawira Karatai in Fakatani, and from Cargill Enterprises, Jeff Kemp. That was Blowing Bubbles. We hope you enjoyed the show. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.